This is Sell More Floors. Sell More Floors. Never lower your price. Always add value. Wolfpack Equipment. Your premier lineup of concrete preparation and dust extraction equipment. Join the pack today and kill the competition. All right, sell more floors. Season 2, episode 3, September 9th. How's everybody doing? What up? This has been a very depressing day because the Rams got their ass kicked last night. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. They emptied my wallet. Old Matty was my uh, my quarterback yesterday, too, oh. and he uh, did not do very well for me. Probably got you like seven points. <laughs> I, I think it was under ten points. Yeah. I was going to three picks, not that many yards. Yeah. No. <laughs> not, not great. No. Yeah, they didn't look good. But football's back. Football's that's, back. That's first, good news. First full weekend of football. It's nice. I'm golfing tomorrow. Oh, nice. Wow. What Lucky a, what must guy. be nice to do yeah. like, time to be shit for yourself. It really like, is. Wow. God bless my wife, huh? <laughs> Yesterday I left here for a funeral, then rushed to uh, a football game, and then as soon as that was over, rushed to Riverdale for a soccer game. I got home at 9.30. Ooh. Ooh. What'd you have for dinner? Leftover pizza, leftover buffalo chicken dip, and I know oh we're on a diet, God. but that's all I could find. That mm. sounds so good. At night, at like 9.30? Yes. Oh, yeah. Super good for your belly. Oh, that, I bet you slept great, though. Yeah. Uh, no. No. You had to have been damn starving by that point. I was starving. I know. Because I, I didn't eat yeah. lunch either. Oh, jeez. Well, well, then at that point, you eat whatever you want, you know? Right. I don't, yeah. Can you? We we <laughs> didn't eat till about eight thirty last night. Eight o'clock. We I, ran a late night too. I normally don't eat until around eight. We mm. were we had to look at some houses and had to do a little estimation on a job right after work. So. I got to watch two games and one kid played for a minute and a half. Oh, that's fine, oh. dude. I re- so I wrestled for like fourteen years, and especially as a kid. My parents are just saints because you have to sit in those crowded ass stands for hours. Oh, dude, wrestling, wrestling tournaments yeah. is yeah, awful. Hours. I'd just to watch your kid, kid no. wrestle like for you get there, Yeah, you get no. there at 7 a.m. and it wouldn't end until 7 p.m. Yeah. And you might uh, wrestle three times. If that, yeah. if yeah. you're good. If you win. Yeah. And if, you're, if your <laughs> yeah. kid's shit, I don't know how you go to watch him lose in 20 seconds. Like, I, at that point, I'm like, sorry, kid. <laughs> Not coming. We're down to the last eight minutes, and one of the moms up in the stands yells, Put some seventh graders in. <laughs> so then they like put Luke in, and every possession, you know, he does something that I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then he, <laughs> people's like, why didn't he play the whole time? <laughs> like it's, they say he's a seventh grader. Is uh, is it like a seventh, eighth junior, grade team, junior, junior high, high team? Yeah. I felt like that didn't matter when we played seventh, at least football. No, Most schools enough, that yeah. like to win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah if normally you're good just enough, they'll, they'll you're, play. You're good, yeah, so then play. I went and watched high school soccer, and the whole high school team, the, or the varsity team, played like shit all night. Walked, <laughs> did nothing. Why the whole JV team sat on the bench, none of them went in. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's wild. <clears throat> Back in my day, <laughs> man, you used to be play when you were good. That's about it. Aren't you yeah. supposed to run in soccer? Well, I tell you what. Yeah. What I would have done at the half, I would have went in and I would have said, "Okay, all the varsity, your ass is sitting down. Yeah, JV's up because they have no consequences. 
Basketball <laughs> coaches do that shit all the time in college. Yeah. Like, yeah. their starting five starts sucking. See ya. See ya. Later. Here comes the backups. Yep. And if they go on a run, you ain't come back in. Right. And that was the one thing I did like about wrestling, though. Because, uh... It was just you. <clears throat> Well, and that, and if if uh, if someone else is in your you weight some class, some other guy's balls in your yeah, face. Yeah. Well, if you're in the same weight class, it's just <laughs> at practice you wrestle, and whoever wins starts. Easy yeah. as that. I mean, it's yeah. Pre- pretty simple equation there. Yeah. Whoever can win in wrestling will will wrestle for varsity. Yeah. yeah. Well, Which makes, makes it nice. It's very yeah. entertaining at practice. I mean, I sucked at wrestling, but it was fun to watch that. I man, I still say that was my favorite, still my <laughs> favorite sport. That is fucking huh. hard as fuck. Yeah. Wrestling was so hard. Well, and, like, and it's the only it's the only team. We sport. should do that here at work. Absolutely, we should. I'm, I tell you what, there's some people here. That's <laughs> so you just want to get I'm on double leg. I'm hard. Just to get on top of politics. So like, whoever yeah. doesn't sell it, like, or whoever sells the least. Has to wrestle you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> just, Tyler's getting it. <laughs> and what we would use actually make it interesting. You have to wrestle in a pool of tapioca pudding. Ooh. So this goes back to like the OnlyFans we were talking about before this, right? Are you fully Easy Concrete OnlyFans? Next thing you know, Tyler's tying his hair up and his earrings are showing. Yeah. We got a show. Sh- shaved his three mustache hairs and we're getting somewhere, boys. Ryan's going to be eating the pudding when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Slurping a Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Yeah. That's a good introduction. That is a good introduction. That was entertaining a little bit. We actually, uh, uh, me and Austin met today with uh, Tanner from Drip Jobs. That was pretty Um, awesome. And we got to finish a couple things, but I believe he's going to come on board and sponsor us. um, So we can't wait to to get into that a little bit more but right and i'll i'll talk on that a little bit more uh i'd rather have tanner talk about that kind of in some further episodes but uh it did bring up man if if you're not using a crm uh what are you doing in life yeah and absolutely and his option for a crm that uh, with the automatic follow follow-ups that's what's really got me in the scheduling like that was clean that was nice um no, so, yeah, it's a very yeah, nice. System, if you're so. not if you're not using a CRM uh, and you don't have really experienced sales guys, uh, you're a dumb dumb. Yeah, and that's I told Tanner that's what we harped on a lot in season one. Uh, we talked about CRMs a lot and how beneficial they are. So, uh, if you use them, if you use them, yeah. yeah. For somebody like me, like if I ran my own, oh my god, I'd need that because yeah. I to try to keep track of all that stuff. Once you start getting so many, it's I need a CRM for my CRM. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to fill out my CRM. Yeah. I need somebody just to answer my text messages. Yeah, get yeah. an assistant. I'll go I'll go at night and I'll just be like, okay. Better make sure I answered all these, all these and respond because yep. some of them I'll start to respond and I never hit send because mm. somebody yanked me away. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's horrible. I do not envy your phone and how much fucking shit you get on it. Good God. The emails are what's stupid. It'd be insane. I went out there and talked with you for, what, an hour? Yeah. Came back and there's 27. 27 emails? 27. Five of them were from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just got to get Three of them's like, do you approve this free shipping? I just responded, stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, guys, we do have quite a few questions today. We don't have a guest yet uh, or for today. We do have one coming up next week. I believe Jeff Gear is going to pop on with us. So Jeff Gear, That'll be very, very cool to pick his brain. Um, 
<clears throat> First question. Now, this comes from Tessa. She didn't give me her state. We'll just say Alaska. Sure. Uh, Move. This, this is a little lengthy, so bear with me here. Oh, jeez. Hey, guys. I'm happy season two is here. Listening to the podcast is so beneficial for anyone in the business. I asked a question in season one about quality control challenges we were facing with the crew, and after taking your advice, we are back on track. So that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Now the floors we're installing are some of the best I've ever seen. I'm thrilled with our work and where our company is headed. However, I still feel like a percentage of our customers are upset, even if the floor is perfect. For example, this week we installed a metallic that turned out great. The customer was happy when we left, paid in full, signed off on the work. The next day he calls, he wants some touch-ups. I asked for a couple of pictures of his concerns and the pictures he sends me are just the floor in general. No structural issues, debris, uneven color, nothing. I tell him if he doesn't love the design, we can come back in a few days and modify it. This man tells me they're just going to install LVT and ask for a refund to cover the costs. This example is pretty extreme, but it's definitely scary as a business owner to feel like no matter what you do or how much you cover, you're behind <coughs> with contracts, sign-off sheets, all that, etc. that a customer can still be pissed because you wouldn't refund a perfectly good floor. Now that a person might write a bad review online and tarnish our reputation, even though we did nothing wrong, how do I handle problem customers that aren't going to be happy no matter what? Can, can I take this one? Absolutely. Yeah, cool. you can start because, <laughs> like, I'm mad. Yeah. So that makes me mad. Well, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. I would say, like, first off, <clears throat> there's always going to be a few people that are just giant pains in the ass. Like, no matter what. You could do everything perfectly, but uh, and then they'll still bitch and moan and complain. So, one, that sounds like what you have gotten uh, yourself into with that guy. I wouldn't, you know, fret about it too much. He signed a contract. You, you got paid. Uh, nothing really bad is going to happen aside from a bad review. But you, and I know the truth always comes out. Just explain yourself in the review and everything like that. He paid you in full. He was happy. Um, so, one, that situation is extreme. Just a product of a person that is, is never satisfied. Uh, but I would say make sure just it, on every single job you are doing two things. One, involving your customer as much as possible throughout the process, making sure their ideas really come to light, that they're involved uh, and, and they feel like they're actually like partnering partnering with you and your company, especially on something like a metallic floor. Um Metallic floors in general because they're one of one. They're never going to be replicated, duplicated, anything like that. So you're at a risk that somebody isn't going to like it no matter what every single time. So the more you involve them, the more you, the more you uh, ask them their color preferences, where they would like the color, you know, what percentages of, of what color they want and different things like that, even down to the base coat. You know, I typically recommend a black base coat. And I know, I know that this is probably something that people will say never do that but if you have somebody and you can tell that they are going to be an extremely uh picky person but they've paid you uh i would have them watch you lay the floor and ask them hey where would you like me to place this color you know where where do you want this and different things like that that way it's not just all on you like they had a say in it too and, and they're going to be happier because they were involved in the process don't let them do the floor but you know if you can tell that they're going to be very picky let them kind of choose where you put the material also sample boards you're going to want to always effectively set their expectations and the best way to do that on a metallic floor is a sample boards where they can actually <coughs> see the colors see the the method they're going to use that you are going to use um in action and then 
allow them to sign off on it because that's the only way to really gauge an example of what you were able to do for them. That was a great answer, Cody. <clears throat> I got one little thing to add to it, and it's uh, it doesn't necessarily seems like a problem now, but uh, I know I hear Cody and Corey harp about this often because I think there's a lot of you know uh, a lot of I guess uh, truth behind it, and it's uh, set your customers' expectations accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I'm sure I'm sure you did it. It sounds more or less just like a hard customer, but. Uh, you know, even even when we have those hard customers, I think it's always a good time to to self check ourselves and make sure that we're setting our you know customers' expectations accordingly on what the the service that we can provide. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the main thing is letting them. You want to under promise and over deliver. Absolutely. But if you do that, everybody's always going to be happy. Um, and you know, in addition to that, like I said, if people feel like they're working with you and that you're not working for them, if they feel like they're involved in the process, their the, their experience is going to hold a paramount over the finished product, I guess. They will enjoy the finished product more because they had a great experience working with you. I like all those answers. <clears throat> now think about this one, right? Think about that person was out to fuck you from the beginning, okay? Yep. You still have those people out there. <clears throat> I had a customer today. Uh, went and looked at a job. Uh, now, I, I I don't think it's necessarily the, well, yeah, I mean, it is. It, the, the owner of the salon wanted to go as cheap as possible. So instead of using a VRM, they just use normal epoxy. They use VRM in one spot that, uh, that they tested high for moisture. And uh, they, they wanted to use VRM on the whole floor. They the uh, owners didn't. The owners didn't want it. They want to keep the cost down. And of uh, sure shit, bubbled up rust colors on where they didn't use a VRM. So now they're going back to tackle how to, you know, a not tell the customer that it was his fault for really wanting to cheap out materials, but trying to explain yeah. and, and come to that middle ground as the two companies. Yeah, yeah. It <clears throat> that sucks too. Yeah. So I was in a situation years and years ago that sounds almost identical to this. So if you, in your heart, know that you did a perfectly good floor and that customer is being unreasonable and says, I'm just going to go with something over top of it, they're lying, (laughs) okay? So what you do is say, that's fine, Mr. Customer. Let me come back and grind all that off so you can start fresh. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what they'll say? No, n- no, I don't want you back in my house. What that means is, is they just want a free floor. And they're going to bash you on Facebook and on your whatever just to make it look even more serious so you give in. Now, not everybody's that way, but if you know that you gave them a good floor, that's what's happening. Okay? So what you do is offer to go, grind it off. If they say no, let them do the negative reviews and then put everything in document. Respond with a way longer paragraph than what they did. And then reach out again to that customer. And then you document that again. Document, document, document. That way people on there, they're like, okay, those people are just screwing this company. So You're going to run into that person that's just going to want to screw you over because they're out there. Yep. And that's sad, but they are out there. 
That, that brings a good point is that I think a lot of people in the home service industry are just desperate to work with anybody. They're desperate for work. They want to sell, you know, if anybody has a pulse, they're wanting to work with them. And I, I think you're going to go a lot further if you decide who you want to work with. There's a lot of a power in saying, hey, no, I don't want to <coughs> work with you. I, I don't want you as a customer. And if you know, like in your situation, the guy wants the cheapest materials out there. Well, I'm not a cheap company, sir, so I think it's best you look for somebody yeah, else. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to make you money. You don't want to stray away from what you do. You want to have certain types of people that you want to work with. You want to work with people that are going to be enjoyable, that are in a – upper middle class or middle market upper class market that aren't going to fuck you or yeah. or you know in, in the situation there if you can tell and we I, we have a customer um that here that stops in a lot that had you know came in had a very very picky customer and he, he even said he's like i don't know if i want to do this this job for them like i said there's a lot of power in, in turning work down you know oh, yeah. it makes you feel better about yourself and it it, it withholds your company standards i would say i had a six thousand dollar job that i quoted and i went to get the half down and the guy says i don't do that and i said i don't do that and it was a back and forth thing and he's like i've been a contractor for blah 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 and i've never ever asked for half down and i'm like that's great (laughs) congrats bro yeah that's great but i do (laughs) and a lot of guys probably would have just said, okay, but I could smell it, man. I was going to get screwed. So I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not in the business of changing my rules. Mm-hmm. If you want to do half down, I'm, I'll get you on the books. He got all pissed off. I left. Whatever. Did he call you back? Yeah. Don't be afraid to walk away. From a job, if it doesn't, if it doesn't sound or look good, yeah, trust your gut instinct. Really, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that, hundred percent. That was great answers, fellas. Great answers. Good job, guys. Hopefully, we helped Tessa. I know uh, she comments a lot on our stuff, so uh, hopefully, we are able to help and continue to provide provide value for for you and your company. I'm glad to hear that we have been helping. So, yeah, if 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 we didn't get you the right answer, just message us on Facebook. Yeah, no doubt. Give us one with the call. All right. Question two from Mike in Florida. Hey, guys. Love having the pod back. Gives me and the crew something to listen to on the way to the job site. This is kind of a broad question, so answer it how you will. What do you guys believe is the number one most important factor in the success of your business? Throw your cigarette butts away. That's a yeah. good. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to double. Litter. Yeah, just to double down on that. Like seriously, I don't think there is just one thing. No, there's. But yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is do the little things right. Like one, don't show up to the estimate smelling like cigarette or weed smoke. Yeah. Don't show up to the install smelling like cigarette or weed smoke. Yeah. Uh, show up on time. You know, dress nice. You know, uh, I, I would I would just make sure make sure you're wearing like company gear too. There's just a certain trust factor that hope homeowners have if you show up in a you know epoxy floors and Morris shirt instead of like a Lowe's shirt, you know, or, or a old wear your brand. Shirt from high Be school. your yep. brand exactly. Even if it's got epoxy all over it, wear your brand. Yeah. But when I say pick up your cigarette butts, there is nothing worse to a, a homeowner when they get home and they see that amazing floor. And then they see 12 cigarette butts on their concrete at the edge of their mulch. Yeah. 
And I know that sounds dumb. That's great. That's such a simple thing. But or there's a Gatorade bottle laying in the yard. Yep. That pisses me off. Mm-hmm. I I get a lot of stuff done at the rentals, the venues, whatever. And when I have to go around and pick up after the people I just paid, oh man, that burns my ass. Yeah, that's just kind of like a a, a rule of being a a good human being is you want to leave something in better shape than you found it. Not just the floor you're working that's on, the best but the lawn for that right there. Like that. Yeah. Leave it. Leave the property. In better shape than what you found it. Yeah, I know. I saw um, it was something. It was in uh, Ryan Davis's Service <clears throat> Legends group. Somebody, somebody had asked, you know, what's something I can do to make the customer believe that I'm going above and beyond uh, what what they're wanting? And Ryan Davis commented, and he said, "Sweep their driveway." If you have yeah. a homeowner out yeah. there watching you sweep their driveway when you're all done, blow it off. Like, yeah, like wow, yeah. that is that is awesome. Yeah, they're they're gonna be grateful that you're taking extra little steps to take care of them. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, I mean, and it's, it's kind of a bigger topic, but leadership uh, also is. I mean, if you don't have the right mm-hmm. leadership and, and people in the the right leadership roles. Um, you know, kind of reflecting what your company is about. Uh, it's going to be really hard to grow, and it's going to be hard to, uh, um, you know, sustain good employees as well, um, which if you're not doing those two things, uh, you know, your your business is going to die eventually. So, sure. yeah, I think I think a lot of it kind of comes down to leadership and who you have in those leadership roles and, and you know, the, uh, I guess, what they bring to the table and what they expect out of their crew. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people can fly by the seat of their pants and do very well if they have good leadership, take care of little things, all everything like that. If you want your company to go like the next level, you need to really focus on your key performance indicators. You need to really focus on you know what your goals are and how you're going to achieve them. You know, by the amount of calls you're going to make on the hour or estimates you're going to complete in a week. Like you need to be very, very precise <coughs> with what you want to accomplish, and then you need to never stray away from that plan you you can reevaluate it but not stray away you have it's just like uh, you're on the path to something you're building something you're going somewhere and right now everybody has navigation and gps in their car it's the same thing it's going to provide you a route so you need a route to get to where you want to go um but if you offer uh if you have a lot of integrity and build a lot of trust and have a, a, a nice you work on establishing a good brand you will go very very far without having to do anything too extra this is a dumb question can you read the question again yeah uh this is kind of a broad question so answer it how you will what do you guys believe is the number one most important factor in the success of a business reinvest your profits don't go blow them on harleys and shotguns and yeah a lot of people in this industry, <clears throat> they don't reinvest in, in, in their own company. They really don't. They don't invest in advertising or marketing or a new truck or uh, any a new truck. I mean a work truck, okay, not an off-road truck or a pulling truck or something like that. A lot of people probably don't know what a pulling truck is, but I, that Hardin County just came out of me right there. <laughs> <laughs> but... I would agree with that's that. That's a thousand percent well, what, what true. I'm saying People is, get a fat paycheck and they're like, yeah. let's go to the fucking casino. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, no. Ever since I started this this whole easy concrete thing, I think the number one problem that 
we all have ever had as a salesperson is is my card declined. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And there's 50% of the people that we sell to that are very wealthy. They install the same floors, guys. Right. Yep. They install the same floors. There, there's guys that I know that buy new Porsches that install flake floors. That's it. Okay. There's guys that buy new Corvettes and then they order a new Corvette that's coming out and they install flake floors and they have a business partner. So they split the profit and they're still buying that stuff. So, but what they do differently, those guys that I, that I know, they reinvest their profit into things like service legends Mm -hmm. because they can see the value or they reinvest in buying a website. A better grinder. Or a know. better piece yeah. of equipment that's going to speed up time. Um, Advertising. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just got to reinvest your profit. Yes, it sucks right now. You're not making a lot of money because you're reinvesting everything. I reinvested all of my money since Easy Concrete Supply started until like, well, shit, I didn't even have a paycheck until last year. Or, year, I mean, it's too many years, but... <laughs> Finally, my CPA goes, you got to start paying yourself. And I'm like, okay. She, Fine. She I goes, guess. if you don't, you're not going to have any retirement. Yeah. Okay? And there's, there's things that we, you need to do. And I was just dumping it back, man. Yeah, It's a good problem to have, honestly. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. dump it back. Dump it yeah. back. Dump it back. Even when I had my installation company, we started in my garage. And then I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. I bought a building. To put it in. Yeah. Like, reinvest the profit in your company. That's, that is the, that's the number one key, in my opinion. Absolutely. The only thing I guess I would add to that, too, uh, if you haven't been in business very long, and, uh, um, you know, I think we've all been at the installer level making $12 an hour, and then, you know, actually owning the equipment, and we're like, shit, two grand check for the install is a lot better. Grab a mentor. Grab someone that knows how to reinvest money, how to how to spend your money, how much to pay for yourself, or else it's too easy to be like, well, here the new Glock 19's out. Let me go buy that, or you know, well, my truck needs new new rims on it because those aren't big enough. You know, someone a, a mentor that where you want to go that's that's ultimately much more successful than you are now. You know, who and even better if they've been in that route, but even just a, a business a, from a business aspect to having a mentor to help you learn how to really, I mean, because it's a skill to, to reinvest in, you, in your business and, and to be that, that discipline to really grow that business, you know, to really grow your business. Uh, you know, I think a mentor is, is huge on that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, luckily, I've had the, the, the privilege over the last, uh, really since I've been 19 and, and decided to get in sales to work with business owners. And I've met a lot of like really, really awesome business yeah. owners here in Lima, like sa- surrounding areas uh, in just a bunch of different industries. And when, when I was in financial services, you always had to ask people, how much money do you make? What do you have? Different things like that. The amount of, when you're younger or really before you actually are in that space, you automatically think if you own a business, you have a lot of money. Yeah, and that's that's not true at all. The amount of business owners I've talked to, and I say, how much money do you, do you make? And they say, uh, forty grand. 
Like, that's it. That's all they pay yeah. themselves. Just enough to pay their bills and different things like that. Everything else is going into this this machine that they're building to generate more and more money right. for their their kids, their retirement, their future, different things like that. But they're, they're taking a lot of loss up front in order to improve something that they're building. I'm, man, I'm telling it. that's very important to do. It really is. I mean... I I drive a new F one fifty, pretty nice, right? It's an XLT, right? Tremor. It's a tremor, which I don't even. I didn't really know what that even means, but I, I think, think it. I think it's an off road package. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so poor, I don't know what that yeah. means. You got a but nice what, truck. But what I'm, what nice. I'm saying is, is um, I don't pull in in a brand new Corvette. Would I want one? Hell yeah. I do have old Fox body cars. None of them fucking run (laughs) right now. But, you know, in both those cars, it's probably like maybe six months payments on a new vet. But I'm just saying is is reinvest the money in yourself. And I think, honestly, if you look up, if you Google um, the most popular car for a, a, a multimillionaire, it's an F one fifty. F one fifty, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. And there's a reason for that because it does what it it does the job They're and it's reliable. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's you know. Yeah, th- like people have this weird perception of wealth, and I think it's it's Warren Buffett who spent so long as the richest man in the world, or at least in the U S. Uh, that like still lived in a fifteen hundred square foot house that he grew up in and drove a like a nineties Toyota or something like that yeah. for like the longest time. Is the this guy that had billions upon billions lived like a normal person? You know, a lot of people look as wealth as things, right? Yeah, things. Mm-hmm. They drive an Escalade, man. They they rich, which really probably means they're broke or a drug yeah. dealer. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like all soccer moms drive drug dealer cars yeah. now. Yes. You <laughs> notice that? The, yeah, they're all like big SUVs with black rims. Yeah, I'm like, dang. Oh, that's a soccer mom. Yeah. Four <laughs> soccer kids hop out. Yeah. All damn. tinted windows. <laughs> <laughs> She's about three foot nine. <laughs> three foot nine. Jeez. Small women over there. Yeah. Now, huh? <laughs> yeah. What's in the water? Get out, kids. <laughs> Beat your ass! Put on your cleats! God, sounds like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our uh, final real question of before the we, I am so hungry, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're doing a weight loss challenge here at Easy Concrete Supply, and everybody's hangry for a week now. All of us, especially me and Caleb. Yeah, us two. We are the largest. Well, well Bailey, does, yeah, Bailey doesn't Bailey. count. Yeah, he's just started, but. Uh, yeah, it's a struggle. Like, yeah. I need some melted cheese in my life. I I eat a lunch at noon, and I am very hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> very, very hungry now. <laughs> uh, help us. Anyways, question three. <laughs> this is from Billy in Texas. Billy! Billy. Coming up on my first big commercial job and might be understaffed for the install. Do you guys have any recommendations on where to find worthwhile help? Uh, I mean, well, you're in Texas, right? Home Depot. Duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just keep driving south. You'll find you'll find some people. So they're trying to find. <laughs> out, Don't like, they're putting five thousand new people in Texas a day? <laughs> Come on now. So they're uh, they're they're trying to find like 
good people to hire, right? I yes. think I think there more or less was looking for uh, like a one-off. Yeah, kind of almost like, like uh, you know, if let's say you own a garage company and then what hey, I would I do got, is I got 15, 30, 45,000 square feet need coded. Oh, and you okay. find yourself lucky enough to be like, hey, I won this bid. I threw a decent number. I can answer that simple. Yeah. Right. So everybody knows their competitor. You call up your competitor and you say, hey, you want to join me in this big job? Your grinders, your people, let's come together. Let's split, split the money. Or not split it, but... 60-40, something yeah, like that. something yeah. like that, okay? Well, split it, he just doesn't see the contract. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, but what that does is you got experienced people, right, on both sides, and you get to use their equipment. Right. If you... Go to like a labor place, like, like a union. Not a union, but a temp. Temp, like a temp agency. Yeah. They they can they can maybe push a broom. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then you pay them, and the next day they're you know on coke or crack or whatever the yeah. whatever the new kids do now. So why don't you have a job? Fentanyl. <laughs> Fentanyl. But that would be a great way to to is just. That's a great idea. Also, you're going to be yeah, friends. Yeah, that's my answer. Then, then that competitor that you might think that he didn't like you or whatever, he might do the same thing back. He might get a bigger job and say, hey, Bill. Was his name Bill? Yes. Billy. Uh, Billy. 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 Billy, hey, I got a 100,000 square foot job coming up this December. Would you like to do the same thing? Yeah. Or, hey, I, I'm still booked up. Somebody, they need this 100%, job done yeah. today. Make you friends with your competitors, yeah. man. I'm telling you. Iron sharpens iron. So it, there, there are, like, flooring unions around where you can there hire is. some people and pay them a, an hourly and a per But they DM. still don't know how to really, to other than push a broom. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry for any of you guys that are listening that know how to operate a grinder and you're on the union. But we went and did the flooring at uh, Target in Chicago mm-hmm. and... They sent the union. Oh my god! Union. Oh, I'm sure that was Pretty fun poor, in Chicago. Huh? Oh, it was. It was. They didn't like. Can you walk? <laughs> union people do like to. Uh, to, to they to all lied. They did not know how to do anything with <laughs> floors. Yeah. You can't fire me. I'll call my union. Yeah. You know what they actually did? They actually showed up to my contractor's hotel room. Really? Yeah, because they sent them the wrong union. It was the wrong <laughs> union flooring. There's, he got the tile people, or he got the I don't know what it was. Right. They showed up to his hotel room, beating on the, on the door, threatening him. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Yeah. So then he went the next day to the union hall and whatever, filed a complaint and all this. But I'm just saying, it's like. Uh, yeah, I'd stay yeah. away from that. Yeah. Austin, you remember that? Not just Austin. I'm just saying. Oh, if Austin, like, no, if Austin no, no. listens, if you're <laughs> listening, Austin, you remember that. <laughs> uh, that was going to be my answer too, though. As uh, just competition in town, it's always good to know them. You know, uh, there's enough work for everyone, uh, especially if they do a good quality job. That's mm-hmm. always someone you want to be associated with. Yeah, the guy that you're like always pretty pissed at is probably the guy that you want to work yeah, with. Yeah, probably yeah. the guy that knows exactly wh- what to do. And worst case scenario is you might learn something from him. Oh yeah, you know. Keep your friends close, enemies closer, you know, that Absolutely. type of thing. Yeah, Sun Tzu, right? That's the art of war. Is that who did that? I, I don't know. I thought, was, I thought it was Michael Scott. <laughs> 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 Michael Scott didn't come up with that shit. All right, well, hey, that was 
some phenomenal questions we got from our, our listeners there. We appreciate yeah. everybody sending sending their questions in. And if you have a question that you would like answered by the fellas, uh floors at gmail.com, our Facebook page, message us, all that happy shit. We got one one more, don't we? We do have one more, our bullshit question of the week. I've had it. And as we're on a diet, this this is even better. Oh god. What's your favorite candy? Oh, I can go, I can go deep into this. And I now this could yeah. be, and now it has to be a specific product. So, you can't just be like chocolate. Okay. Right. Okay. So, okay. That, that was my first question. Does candy include chocolate? Yeah, yeah. but it have to, you'd right. have to be like, I like Reese's or Hershey's. Or, Got it. Yeah. Mm. I get a hard dick for some Nerds Rope. I Dude, Nerds Rope? Really? That, that shit's good. Uh, underrated good as Lord. shit. Yeah. Underrated as shit. Heard that, my man. Yeah. Heard yeah. that. Okay, uh, As the heaviest two in the room. I guess our answers sure. are probably the oh, dude, Mike and Ike's truest, are mine. Right? Mike and dude, Ike. I I cannot open. Oh, you a like Mike, Mike and Ike's? Yeah, I cannot open a box of Mike and Ike's and not eat all of them. The berry Mike, Mike and Ike's. Mm. 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 Wow. Uh, what about so? Like this is not my favorite candy, but like you, you guys remember Runts? The little yes. the, banana, yep. the banana flavored. Mm. Oh yeah, those, yeah. those were fantastic. Yeah. Those are my bananas were my least favorite. Oh. It, it, you either, it's just like uh, banana laffy taffy. Yeah. You either love it or you hate it. You know what my favorite uh, gum is? Yeah. The little five packs you get from the Mexican restaurant when you're done. You remember those? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. For like, like a, the little mint looking ones? Yeah, like a little nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. No, I would say like at any time of the year, my favorite candy by far is like what, either Reese's Trees, oh, Egg, Reese's Footballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't beat them. I know it's pretty cliche, but goddamn, I will eat like five. Oh, I throw them in, in the minute. freezer. Yeah. Dude, Reese's Fast Breaks. Talk dirty to me, man. Oh, Look I'm not that big of a candy guy, like, but if I do get the urge, I want to get a whatchamacallit. Oh, those are Candy bar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch yeah, literally a whatchamacallit. That's what it's yeah. called. <laughs> they, they got a new candy bar called like a Hoosie What's It, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very good. It's copied them. Oh, they just good. copied they're them. Pretty, they're pretty good. White labeled. But uh, <laughs> no, it's the same brand. It's just so a Hoosie McCall's it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the candy is uh, uh, like, I don't know, like... I eat, I could fuck up chocolate pretty bad. Oh, Regular yeah. candy like like sour skittle, like sour stuff, pretty good. But chocolate's where it's at. For See, me. I'm a sour guy. Yeah, I like sour. Oh, you sour get the gummy frogs too. My wife gummy gets those frogs. for the kids. You can get them at like the gas station. For the kids. Oh well, yeah, I mean dad's like, oh, gotta get mine. Taxation. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, the queen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh god. You know Even those... my twelve year old came home and told me that, and I'm like. Everybody knows. I thought she was a lizard person, like for yeah. sure. Yeah. Caleb had some pretty strong arguments against her last year. Was it 90, <laughs> Yeah, I don't get why us as Americans fucking care. Yeah, we should. We literally yeah. won a fuck. Like the revolution was to get away from her ancestors. Yeah. That fucking then, our ancestors died yeah. fighting yeah. for. Like fuck that bitch. Sorry. Rest what in is peace. life Whoa. that you get to run a country just because <laughs> she came out of the right vagina? Yeah, they're just you said that. Just oh yeah, she popped out of the right pussy. Sorry for. Oh no. damn. Threw the P word out. She did, though. I didn't know we were getting crazy. And for 96 years, she got to rule over people. Well, guess what? I think we would be a little better now if she ruled us than who we got right now. And I was telling my wife this. Like, uh, (laughs) her, Pris, Pris, uh, Pris. Prince Andrew, all the the Epstein pedophile, like that's yeah, he's her. He's a pedophile. That's her. That's her son, right? Yeah. And she covered up for him, and and she's lauded. Now I was like, now look at <laughs> this is American. Look at Joe Paterno. 
mm-hmm. the favorite coach of every. Like when I was Joe Paul was God, really. Yeah. I mean, never wore a headset, all that. Hands shit. down, one of the best college football coaches right. ever. Sandusky shit happens. Mm-hmm. They tear his statues down. You don't even hear his name mentioned no. ever anymore. So it's like, and it's all he just did was turn weird. his head. Right, he didn't really do anything. <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't do it. He he. Had to have known. It was one of those – same thing with, like, Jim Trussell, though. Jim Trussell had heard that, like, the the kids were trading trophies for tattoos or whatever. But, like, yeah. you know, at that point, yeah, you're not a police officer. No. And, you're and fucking co- college football For sure. Coach. If Joe Paul knew, fuck him. You know, yeah. burn in hell, dude. No, but agree, same to yeah. the queen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The queen's uncle was a Nazi. <laughs> That's true. Is All that right, true? folks. We'll wow. see you next week. I now. think it was, it was King something in the 30s. He was a Nazi. No, yeah, he got banished just, to the bomb. But that's hey, that's that's a whole other country. It's not our country. But right. no, yeah. but you know. Hey, she just, lived a long life. My grandma lived almost that long as that's, well. That's yeah, phenomenal for her. I'm sure she had great health care. I hope I don't live that long. Like that just sounds miserable. That would suck to be yeah. like. I'm gonna wipe my own ass in 10 years. <laughs> well, maybe that sounds great. <laughs> Well, just basic care, like feed me. I'm <laughs> old. I'm pretty sure they had servants, so yeah, you didn't have to do much. You probably live longer when dude. You have if servants. I was her, I would have wished I'd lived to 196. She's yeah. the fucking queen, dude. Yeah, like yeah. her life. <laughs> I didn't oh even God. know that she was in bad health either. Like all of a sudden, she just died. Well, yeah, they yeah. just said it yesterday during the morning. Like, hey, she's in bad health, and like four hours later, hey, she's gone. <laughs> Yeah, not good. Oh, it was 96 years old. That, yeah. That shit just stops working. And they yeah. cancel sporting events and everything. And that's why I told my wife, I said, if Trump died, they'd fucking be parading around the streets probably. Yeah. Like, that's what's the difference. That's Well, that's what's wrong with America. Exactly. Jeez. I don't even want to talk about that. Anyways. Hey, football's back. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Football's back. <laughs> football's back. Somebody tweeted that yesterday. I got like 100,000 likes. Yeah. It was like, the football's back and the queen's dead. America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's American right there. Oh, Jesus. Perfect That's time. Crazy. Anyway, sorry if we offended your feelings. But yep. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyways, uh, anybody else got anything? <sighs> no. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll have a guest next week, maybe a sponsor. Send in those questions. Peace.